it's a great meme. I want to own a gay frog. I want a whole you, little aquarium you know of gay frogs. What this episode is going to be called now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Humanist Agenda podcast. My name is Kenny. And I'm Rory. My name is Sherry. And this is episode 21. So today we're recapping on our talk on conspiracy theories. So Brian Keith is a member of HALA, and he spoke to us about conspiracy theories, but pretty much what are they and how they affect us and that sort of thing. It was a really great talk, and we were happy to have him. So yeah, let's get into conspiracy theories. Yeah, he mentioned a lot of conspiracy theories, and there's always a few that jump out at me that are a little bonkers, and I can't believe people actually believe them. But I don't know. Do we want to run through some of the stuff that people believe? Yeah, sure. I I think it's fun to kind of run through what people believe. I'm kind of on the fence about conspiracy theories after doing some research on whether I think people are bonkers or not. Oh, really? Yeah. It's weird. I I 100% thought I was going to fall to these people are crazy. We just need to ignore them. And maybe they'll go away. But then I did some research and I really felt... Did you empathize with them? In a, a little. Is that weird to say? That's oh my a God. mistake. No, just <laughs> Have I been lured into a trap? <laughs> this is how it starts. You start <laughs> empathizing with it's them. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. They get you to empathize and then draw you into their world. Yeah. No, but like, okay, so... I was listening to a podcast uh, called Pod Save the People. Quick correction. Sherry meant to say, with friends like these, the podcast. And they coincidentally were talking about conspiracies this month. So I listened to a few of their podcasts. Um, and they were kind of talking about why people believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, and one of their points was that there are conspiracy theories that are real. So... And that kind of, I really had to stop and think like, oh yeah, some of them are actually true. Like when you think well, about it. There are real conspiracies. But yes. I, Sorry. I think, yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some real conspiracies out there that, that, you know, happen. So if there are some real conspiracies, then if somebody came across a conspiracy theory and it was explained in a convincing way... They might say, oh, yeah, this other thing happened that I know was true. Maybe this is true, too. But usually, I mean, for conspiracy to be true, there are true things that you or evidence that you can point to, say, hey, that conspiracy actually happened. Right. So what about there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there that aren't based on evidence. It's really kind of just based on people's feelings, I guess, or maybe Mm -hmm. their intuition or or maybe. they want to believe it, right? Going back to the famous X Files poster, yeah. you know, I you know, I want to believe. <laughs> that is probably the danger of it is that people don't um, always do their research and and find the science on it. Like when you think about the anti-vaxxers who don't want to vaccinate their kids because it causes autism. Like there's no there's no causal link there. So why don't we do this? Why don't uh, we talk about something that we know is a conspiracy theory, unless I might learn something new about you guys <laughs> today. We'll see. Uh, and then we'll talk about 
a real conspiracy to kind of maybe come do a yeah. little comparison. So I think the, the first thing that popped into my head when I thought about conspiracy theories is all the flat earthers. It seems to be growing in terms of the number of people that believe in a flat earth. And usually the conspiracy revolves around the fact that for some reason, NASA wants to keep this a secret to the world. I don't really understand why, but apparently NASA has been photoshopping all the pictures of our planet into a circle for some reason, into a sphere. And really, you know, if you sailed into the ocean, you'll eventually hit, I guess, a wall or a drop-off point. I've been to Antarctica. I can definitely tell you there's no, like, drop-off point and there's no wall. But You just didn't go far enough. <laughs> yes, It's there. That's you right. just didn't see it. <laughs> I just need to keep going. <laughs> But yeah, it just boggles my mind that there are a lot of them. And there are also a lot of celebrities that believe in kind of the flat earth theory. And I don't really know what to do about it. And there's been articles trying to explain why there has been a rise. And a lot of it, a lot of the articles kind of point to the fact that information is more accessible on the internet now. And especially when you have the internet plus a, a system that can provide information based on an algorithm can really provide you with or lead you down a path where you are getting information that you want to see and want to hear. And that goes back to, again, when I mentioned, you know, I want to believe. A lot of people do want to believe some of these theories. And when they go down a rabbit hole, especially, for example, on YouTube, where YouTube's algorithm is geared towards trying to keep your eyeballs on the screen and the algorithm is working really hard to continue to feed you more and more videos information on what you want to see as people uh, start falling down to this rabbit hole of flat earth conspiracy theories they want to learn more about they want to get more evidence that proves their point the algorithm will continue to feed the same supporting information in front of the viewer so that, that, at least that's an explanation of why people or the number of flat earthers have been increasing. The fact that we now have the internet and we have structures in the internet that really drive engagement and drive eyeballs to stay on the screen. Yeah, I think that's one reason. I think another reason is that people feel oppression, perceived or real. From NASA? <laughs> no, but the government. But they see NASA as the government, yeah. right? But the, what, the funny thing is, okay, NASA's not the only space agency out there. So in order for this uh, fat, uh, flat Earth uh, conspiracy to be true, then the Russians have to be in on it. The Indians, the Chinese, I mean, can Pakistan. you really trust those people anyways? No, definitely not. <laughs> That's probably their line of thinking, right? Like, obviously, I'm, I'm kidding there. You can trust these people. But people see these government systems and how they're being oppressed. So maybe they don't have a job or um, whatever. Even like... These white dudes who have all this uh, privilege, they're getting some privilege taken away and giving it to the people with less privilege. So they, they perceive that as a um, oppression as well. So like they, they see these government systems as working against them and, and, and then they, I don't know, cling to these ideas that the government's against them. They, they're coming up with these ideas and going along with the flat earther, I feel like it really ties into the moon landing. How they faked the moon landing, right? That was a huge one. That still is a huge one. People still think that we didn't land on the moon. Yeah, which is 
I mean, it goes back to, I find it hard to not believe the evidence. So for example, like the moon landing, you can point a laser. They left reflectors on the moon where you can point a laser and you can get a reading. And I mean, clearly people have left stuff on the moon so you can actually see it. And my favorite is um, there is a documentary out there on Netflix that people are interested. It's called Behind the Curve. Uh, it's a documentary about flat earthers. So it kind of walks through the more personal side of these believers. And one of the segments in this documentary is a bunch of flat earthers trying to prove that the earth is flat with scientific methods. So they're actually using very good you know, scientific methods to try to prove uh, the, flat, the earth is flat. The, the most hilarious part of the documentary is at the very end of the documentary, they accidentally proved the earth was round. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I mean, they had a really good method of trying to calculate whether the earth was flat or round. So they were going to use lasers to put it at basically shine the laser at a distance. And if the earth was round, uh, the laser would miss the target essentially, when you put it far away enough. Uh, if the Earth was flat, the laser would hit the target. So they kept repeating this experiment, and they kept testing it, and they realized, we keep missing the target. I don't really understand. And then that's how the documentary <laughs> cuts off. <laughs> They're like, stop taping, stop taping. <laughs> I just want to pull us back to the lack of trust in government for a minute, because I can remember way back in... 2007, my first exposure to conspiracy theory was actually the film Zeitgeist by uh, Peter Joseph, you know, the original 9-11 conspiracy. And I can remember just how compelling it was upon first viewing, especially the bits about the Egyptian god Horus and Jesus Christ both being solar messiahs and all the parallels that found between the two of them. It sucked me in. But then, you know, now I realize with the overall landscape of conspiracy theory that we have now that so much conspiracy theory is just about creating doubt, creating questions about knowledge. And there was a really great uh, TED talk that I watched go by a guy named Kwasam Kasem. And he had this story about, uh, imagine that you set your alarm in the morning and then halfway through the day or halfway through the night, I should say, your alarm's set, but you have to wake up. Somebody says to you, did you set your alarm? Now, you have a memory that you did, but you begin to question it. Did I really set it? I'm not sure. And so... I always leave the house and say, I don't think I locked the door, but I totally did. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's like a little mini conspiracy that the only way out, the only way to actually prove one way or another is to go and check your alarm again. And I thought that was just like a really great analogy for how conspiracy theories work. They create this doubt that we just have either two responses to. We can take the ignorance response, or what you might call the torchlight response, pitchforks and torchlight, and say, no, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm going to avoid this conspiracy. It's not going to do anything for my life. But the other path, the path that we really should take when confronted with a conspiracy, one we believe in or one we'd rather dispute, is to pursue knowledge. Knowledge from trusted sources that will give us facts that we can believe in to tell whether the conspirators are full of or whether they're, you know, onto something. Yeah, I mean, it is that trusted source that even now it's being degraded. But there, you know, I, I'm kind of creating a very negative impression of uh, conspiracy theory right now. There's definitely a real upside to conspiracy theory, and that's that it's perfectly rational to question the information that we're given, whether by official sources or 
by the lone man who seems to think he's found the truth and he's posting it to his website. It's a good thing to have doubts and it's a good thing to question. But the challenge is when you have those questions, I'm not sure that everyone is equipped with the right skills to pursue knowledge in a responsible way. And that being that there are certain resources that are more trustworthy than others, such as your your New York Times or your Washington Post, where there's a lot of peer review. And if they make a mistake, because their goal is not to mislead people, in the end, they're going to issue a correction. But if you're pursuing knowledge just on your own, looking for whatever people are putting out information on the topic, and you're not vetting it with peer-reviewed sources, it's very easy to chase down a rabbit hole further and further and find more and more sources that continually feed into your confirmation bias. And before you know it, the internet algorithm is running and all the websites that are coming up are just things that confirm the same thing that you originally started chasing, but none of them are vetted appropriately in a peer-reviewed fashion. I mean, that happens everywhere, especially when you kind of look at Facebook and we keep going back to like political stuff, but back in the 2016 election, when there was a lot of real fake news being posted and circulated on Facebook, a lot of our internet structures right now are very geared towards supporting whatever we believe in, because that is what we want, and the algorithms is giving us what we want. Yeah, it's definitely dangerous, I think. And I do think, okay, question for all of us, do you think that more people in their older years are being drawn into these conspiracies or younger years? Because I think the younger generation knows how to use the internet, knows how to find correct sources. They're taught it in school, like they're, it's kind of drilled into them versus maybe the older generation who's, who didn't grow up with the internet or, you know, the internet came in in their late teenage years or something like that. So they're not as used to seeing which sources are real and they just kind of believe what they read. I actually have my doubts whether young people are actually better because I when you kind of look at what is on Facebook for example because the algorithm's geared towards feeding you what you want to hear and what you want to see, I think generally all populations are very susceptible to getting the wrong information. Uh, maybe the likelihood in the older generations maybe higher because they in the past your only news source tends to be reliable channel on TV and radio and they tend to be at least if you kind of reflect back in the 50s 60s people tend to trust their news sources and there was a little doubt to disbelieve what they heard so today when they see things on Facebook the likelihood of them believing it is potentially higher however i think human beings in general are very susceptible to uh, conspiracy theories and fake news when it's presented on any medium just because we, again, want to believe. It's just accelerated now because of these algorithms that are feeding us exactly what we want to hear and see. And once it starts confirming what you believe in, you're, not, you're inclined to believe it and not change your opinion. Initially, my, my gut reaction was the older generations are probably a lot more familiar with traditional news media and probably go there to get their information more often. But I, I agree with Kenny. I think everybody is susceptible to looking for a confirmation of what they already believe and pursuing that. And if you start seeing sites, whether they're vetted or not, that tell them what they want to hear, what they want to believe, essentially, it's incredibly seductive. Probably going to continue down that hole unless they know better. I think everyone's 
susceptible, but I just wonder who is more susceptible. Not to point fingers or anything, you don't want to do that. But I was just I was just thinking about like the different types of news sources that we're used to and how the internet is changing so much. Even now it's changing and evolving, right? So yeah. I just wonder if humans are evolving with it or if we're kind of getting left behind. I err on the side of the younger generation being more susceptible, even though I, it's probably the case that everyone is susceptible just because young people have grown up in a world of, of fake news and contested knowledge and media, news media was never as trustworthy or reliable in a social belief sense as it was for the older generation. Uh, so I just quickly looked up something because something was pinging in my brain. I recall uh, seeing an article around this topic. Uh, so there was a study I haven't vetted this, uh, but it was reported in... Fake news. <laughs> could be fake news. It was reported in The Verge, The New York Times. Okay. So they seem to be reputable. Uh, but the headline is, Older people shared fake news on Facebook more than others in 2016. But I wonder around that study, like, kids are often now using Snapchat or Instagram versus using Facebook. Like, they don't use Facebook Facebook is, you know, the old people generation for them. I don't understand Snapchat, but I see all the young people use it all the time. Right? Me too. Me too. I don't understand. Aged out already. (laughs) (laughs) But like there, you can't really share those stories as much. You could talk about them on Snapchat because it's just a recording or a picture of yourself. But it can still go viral and it goes viral among the younger population. So I... I think that's still a potential avenue for if someone were to, let's say, falsify an event and recorded it, I'm putting that in quotation, recorded it, and it becomes viral. I mean, that's technically fake news. Someone maybe uh, fake record an incident, and then that spreads among the younger generation. I mean, that could be detrimental in some cases. Yeah, I don't know. I usually, with this topic, I think about all of the people that are on my Facebook that are older than me, that are family members who you see them share these like photos where it's been taken out of context or something like that. And and then you pull up Snopes and then you could link them to the article and you say, look at I, this. I do that all the time. I, I know people hate me for it, but every <laughs> time I see a fake posting, I will I won't comment on it. All I'll do is copy the Snopes link and just paste it. And that's it. I won't engage because I just know it's going to create an issue. I know Brian, Brian, Keith, during the uh, during during the lecture talked about Snopes. And it really is a good place to go if you are on Facebook and you're like, hey, that sounds kind of weird or that sounds, you know, like it could not be true. You should always go to Snopes. Snopes has the best information. Absolutely. They find all of those old, old um what are they? Chain letter kind of things, and they they make sure people know that they're not true. Pretty new to Snopes. Who's uh, behind Snopes? Is it a group of researchers? Is it a group of traditional journalists? Who uh, who's the backbone of Snopes? So Snopes consists of writers, editors, people with a reputation that they're they're staking on. Yeah, I mean, Snopes. Yeah, the history of Snopes has always been to just. Um, to basically fact check any, pretty much anything on the internet. Sometimes I just go on Snopes to see what people are needing fact checked. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. So for fun, <laughs> we're going to quickly look at the, the top posting 
uh, or the trending articles right now. We need to have a game like fake news or not. <laughs> okay. So is this true or not? Is this really a fish with a human face on it? No, tr not true. Not true? No, there is no human fish like, face. Like, fish have teeth, don't they? Like, I don't know, what do you call them? Like, uh, they can have, yeah, they, like piranhas have Yeah, they have teeth. their incisor, that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a dentist. I, okay, is this about okay. that photo that was the fish that has, like, a full set of human teeth? No. Oh, okay, because I thought that was so, a real fish. Uh, you say, both of you say fake. fake. Yeah, I'm we're gonna, both airing on fake I'm gonna, news. I'm going to dissent and say it's true. Oh. Let's see what happens. It's false. Ah, <laughs> I like this game. Oh, I didn't even like look at the big picture, but it actually looks pretty fake. Yeah. Now that you've so brought it up now, on your laptop, you... it looks super phony. Yeah. I can't believe people actually believe this. It looks really fake. Okay. Um, oh, I don't like the second one. It's about the orange man. Oh, uh, no. Skip the orange man. He's dangerous. He you know, is. I have oh some things gosh. to say about uh, yeah. the fake news perpetrated by that person, specifically the uh, Hillary Clinton conspiracy that she was running a child sex ring yeah. out of a, a pizza shop, which uh, led to a gunman like going to that pizza so, shop. It sounds so ridiculous that something in your brain must tell you this sounds fake. Right. But it was real enough for someone to pursue it with violence. He is inciting violence with how irresponsible he is with fake news that he's putting out there. While simultaneously he questions real news media and tries to create this perception that it's all a matter of an opinion, that there's such a thing as an alternative fact. I know it's so dangerous. It's really what dictators and dangerous politicians do. Like it's, it's scary. And people believe him. Like there was that, did you see the article or the news article yeah. or whatever about that one lady at one of his rallies or something that was saying like, she didn't even know that the Mueller report said that he was not innocent. Like she didn't know all these things were happening because she just watches Fox News and Fox News is a horrible propaganda machine. No. People getting their news from sources like it's not just dangerous for all the reasons we just listed, but it's also incredibly wasteful when you have responsible journalists who have to take time to debunk all these ridiculous things that your orange man is saying. And then is there like is there a danger then when you are just working on like continuously debunking these things, you're bringing light to them. So then people start questioning like, oh, maybe it is real. Maybe this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they'll see it as something that there's obviously a contest or a debate going on about this yeah. when really it's just responsible media attempting to disprove with actual vetted facts the things that are just being spouted out with barely a thought by someone who's irresponsibly just looking for clicks and popularity. What have you found, You're Kenny? You're sitting there waiting to talk. <laughs> I see you. Okay. He wants to keep playing the game. <laughs> no, I do want to play this game. I like this game. Are cell phones causing horns to grow from young people's skull? And there's a photo of someone with a unicorn on their head. Oh, I hope so. I hope this is true. I'm there was a picture of somebody with, okay, so the picture that I saw. Now, I know the truth of this one, so I'm not going to say anything. But the picture I saw was like a little bump at the back of your head, at the base of your skull. There's a little oh, bump. Oh, heck. I've had one of those and I before cell phones existed, so I don't think I don't it's... have one. You don't... Well, I, I do, and I can tell you that it uh, predates cell phones, so. It's called a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Kenny. Oh, my God. Kenny. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Listen, he's going to go on WebMD. <laughs> I know. That's a whole other bag right never, there. Never go on WebMD. 
basically everything is cancer. All roads lead to terminal illness. <laughs> All roads lead to cancer. All right. So what's what's the truth of the matter? What are cell phones really doing to us? Fake. True. I'm going to go true just because I hope it's true. It is not true. I'm going to say it's fake. And the answer is unproven. <gasps> it could be true. Still up for debate. Because there are no studies on it. But like, really, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. There's no, there's no studies on it. But at, really, at the end of the day, I mean, going to the science of it, cell phones emit in the microwave region. That's a lower wavelength than light, which means if microwaves can cause cancer, we're bathed in. We're being baked in a cancer oven yeah. right we're, now. We're bathed in higher frequency electromagnetic wave just being in the light. I have heard, though, that people, maybe you should look this one up on Snopes. I've heard that people who, women who put their cell phones in their bra get breast cancer because of the, um, the waves. and At a higher thing. rate than a control group? Is this... I guess, but I don't know. See, the thing is, it's weird because women often get breast cancer. Like, there's a high rate of breast cancer. So, here's the posting from Snopes. Cell phones and bras cause breast cancer. True, not true. What do you think, Unproven. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it already. <laughs> You ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> Too many unprovens, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do one more? I really like this game. Try to find a fun one. Not a depressing I, one. I like the fun, like the cell phone causing horns one. These are fun, more or less harmless conspiracy theories. Yeah. Is it a conspiracy theory, though? Because, like, when Brian was talking during his lecture, he was talking about how conspiracy theories are about the government. So it's usually about the government hiding something or doing something that's not right. I mean, if that's his definition that he's working with, that that's fair. I have a broader impression of what I would fit into a conspiracy or conspiratorial beliefs, which would include just fake news or silly misinterpretations. But maybe if you're going at it from a scientific approach of studying conspiracy theory, you would want to limit it to government. Here's a really common one that I'm sure a lot of people have encountered, and I also know a lot of people who have done this, but will posting this notice stop Facebook from making your posts public? Oh, I've seen that one so have you seen much. That? Have you seen that? No, I, I don't know anything about this. So it's I have a related one that I want to talk about as well. Okay. So it's basically, I've seen this on my Facebook where... Some of my, I wouldn't say friends because I don't want to be friends with them anymore, but uh, acquaintances on Facebook will post this long message about how if you don't copy and paste this message on your wall, Facebook will make all your postings public. So you have to like copy and paste it. And so many people do it. <laughs> and I don't understand why they would think that would work. And they still do it. Like it went viral for a while when it first came out and people are still doing it. Is this similar to the old uh, chain posting of you must repost this or you will yeah. trip and fall in the mud or you will find a lottery ticket if you repost this 5,000 times? Similar like that, but it, it just feels even more silly that somehow this company, Facebook, will make your post public because they didn't see you post this particular <laughs> posting. I know, right? That Like you're not changing a setting in your yeah. privacy settings you're just making a post like a public post like what happens if you like have a wrong punctuation like th does that ding you yeah what if, what if you missed you know the last period in that posting does that does that mean your postings will be public it doesn't yep. make any sense that's it that's it your postings are public now 
That's why you should always go to grammar school. <laughs> Please, you must practice what, proper what if, grammar. What if the original posting was missing that punctuation or had like some, a misspelled word? So you can't even copy paste. It's all dangerous. Mm-hmm. Feed into the paranoia. There was also that one that went around that I got a whole bunch of messages from people that were saying accounts are being hacked and don't respond if it's me and like stuff like that. Like it was a weird one. Do you remember that one? I see every weird one. Oh, it's awful. You must have a very colorful list of Facebook friends. Acquaintances. <laughs> My mother-in-law thought that her account was hacked. And so then she was really, really worried and, and stuff like that. Like, it, you know, it makes people worried when, especially when they don't understand necessarily the platform and how it works and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, my parents will also sometimes repeat things that they've seen on Facebook that are very questionable. And, <laughs> and you link them to Snopes? <laughs> I actually do. Verbally link them to Snopes. I actually usually pull up my uh, cell phone look it up on snopes and just show them look <laughs> it's fine do you think those people believe snopes though like because then they're no, like no this i mean is... the problem is if once you have hardcore beliefs you're just not going to change so i mean i can ask you you know when you have believed or heard of a conspiracy and you kind of had some doubts what kind of reeled you back into the truth it's tough to say what reeled me back in because it's always case by case and just if i see something from a less than reputable source or just any kind of conspiracy theory thing that piques my interest. It's always a pursue knowledge quest that begins and just, I can't tell you specifically what fact it will be without bringing up a specific case of a certain conspiracy, but that's the responsible course, I think, is just to immediately start fact-checking as opposed to just seizing onto it and saying, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we got to try to accept the fact that we are not right 100% percent of the time right and be willing to be wrong i mean that's the type of culture we should be trying to foster we're trying to foster an environment where we can learn where we are willing to accept the fact that sometimes we're wrong and go with the truth incredibly difficult to start researching against your own bias and against your own beliefs and try to essentially play devil's advocate to yourself build up a solid case if only for you just to tear it down with sources that you actually trust and believe in that supply what you would call facts as opposed to fake news. I think with me, it's always, there's always just something that seems off. So maybe like too good to be true or just a little bit weird. And that's when I start looking for information. Whereas I think, I don't know if people often question the weirdness or stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I can't remember a conspiracy theory that I've ever believed in. Like, Except when I was little and watching, I I want to believe. <laughs> oh, X Files. X Files. <laughs> Except when I was little and watching X Files and going, maybe aliens are real. There's but- always that moment. Of, has somebody pulled the curtain back and revealed something that I never knew about? That I should find everything I can about it right now. There's always that moment when you're confronted with one of these conspiracies. Yeah, and I've, I mean, for me personally, I've always been skeptical, especially when my parents told me about the tooth fairy and all that. <laughs> Started I just young. had to wonder. I was like, that's not practical. Why? I, oh, I embarrassingly admit that I believed in Santa for longer than I should have. I enjoy the fairy tale of it, and I also enjoy presents and 
money under my Did pillow. Did you believe it for too long or just acceptable? Um, I mean, last year I found out that Santa's not real. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I believed it for too Well, I don't know. I was still a kid, obviously, but I think I believed it too long, maybe. Yeah. I played along with it because all I really wanted was the presents. <laughs> <laughs> if Santa meant another donor that gave you another whole exactly. portion of presents, uh-huh. I'd <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed the belief in Santa. Like I thought it was fun to to have that one night a year where you, you know, you stay up really late trying to see Santa or, you know, you you have this magic in your life. As a kid, I always wanted to hold on to the magic. And now I'm so jaded that I there's no magic. <laughs> we are in the darkest timeline. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> okay, so why don't we go on a real conspiracy? Well, okay, here's what I want to do. Okay. I'm going to totally counter you here. Okay. I want you to tell me about gay frogs. And then oh, I'm going dear. to tell you a real conspiracy. Okay. And I might even be defending our friend, Mr. No. And I hope I don't. <laughs> don't. Oh my no. God, the look on your faces. No, but okay. Uh, not that I'm defending him because he clearly doesn't understand research, but I'm going to tell you, tell you where he may have gotten it from. Does that sound reasonable? Are you, are you going to find the kernel of truth that he's built his mountain from? Yes. All right. And it's crazy to think that he even has a kernel of truth in there. But I want to hear, because Kenny, you love the gay frogs. I do love the gay frogs. So um, I don't know what he really believes in. Like, So we're referring to Mr. Who's a, I don't know how to describe him other than a crazy nut. On I didn't the even want to say his, his name. It's Yeah, don't worry. I'm just going to bleep the names. <laughs> you should. You should. It's profane, I would say. I just don't want to send anyone to his dark corner Absolutely of the not. internet. Yeah. Don't worry. When I refer to <laughs> that's <laughs> beep. It's a beep. <laughs> so basically, he, I guess, promotes conspiracy theories on the internet. Uh, he tends to be very loud. Uh, bangs He's on very the table. Impassioned. Yeah, very passionate in a very aggressive way. He's dressed up like a gay frog before. Did he really? And yes, he did. I need to see that. And he picture. hopped around. I'm gonna. Oh, I need. I now I want to go see that. This is awful. So, anyways, he he believes you know people are uh well chemicals are being put into the water and turning the frogs gay, which I can see. Well, it, it was. I don't think it's really his main point. But it was just, it's been turned into a meme where he's just yelling about the, the gay frogs. But um, Was I suspect- it like his, um, his extension, like there's so many chemicals that it's even doing this, like his, his hyperbole? More- sure. I, to be honest, I didn't watch the entire segment because I don't care. But funny thing is, he complains about the gay frogs and the chemicals in the water, but he actually sells supplements as well, which is funny because those are chemicals. So he's complaining about chemicals in the water, but he's going to sell you chemicals anyways. Are they the counter chemicals? Are they going to prevent my frogs from turning gay? They will prevent the gay frogs. (laughs) So I'm going to guess you're going to talk about chemicals in the water. Not chemicals in the water, but the gay. The gay. (laughs) As we're coming up on Pride Month, (laughs) we're talking about the gay. The gay conspiracy. Okay, so I really don't want to defend this man. But in 1994, the U.S. Air Force explored the possibility of using pheromones as a weapon, so making what they called the gay bomb. So 
they thought that if they dropped these pheromones on the enemy, and the enemy is all male, of course, <laughs> that the males would be attracted to each other, and it would help them to win the war because they would be so distracted. So there is a gay bomb out there. Also, um, Canada. Oh boy, Canada. We just did something wrong. <laughs> Canada tried to develop gaydar. Um, that was back in the 60s, though. Uh, we should link, link a photo of the machine that was developed. So Canada actually went to a scientist to develop a machine. <laughs> so Canada decided they hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in federal employees. So he came up with this machine that measured pupil dilation in response to same-sex imagery. And then the Canadian government used it to exclude or fire more than 400 men from civil, civil service in the military and the Mounties. So, so it had real-world consequences. This these are, these are actual things that happened. Yeah. So just a quick look up. So Gay Bomb, it was a proposal that was submitted, but never went anywhere. Yes, yeah, sorry, I didn't clarify that. So it was never, it was never something that went never anywhere. Never mass-produced. Boy, oh boy, were they almost on the cusp of that amazing discovery. I can just see all the troops singing YMCA. <laughs> and in terms of the gaydar as well, like what were they measuring exactly? They were just, they were measuring pupil dilation. Really? Just Yeah. Okay. But I don't know, like the, I'm not off, and I'm not fully versed on it, but the machine doesn't look like it measures pupil dilation because it was in the 60s. It's not very technological. It's a, it's a beautiful machine with lots of dials and, and stuff like that. I think it, it, it's, it's clearly a crock of nonsense. It looks like it would be manually operated, like it wouldn't yeah. beep or anything when people's pupils dilated. It would just be like the scientist to to watch for the dilation and then play with the dial on his own that's what it looks like yes has anyone seen the office well yeah but i don't know what you're referring to uh, when um jim gave dwight a gaydar device <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't see that Sounds one. i need to watch that episode. Uh, basically uh jim sent dwight this um metal detector as a gaydar device and Dwight used it on Oscar, who happens to be gay, and when it kind of went against uh, Oscar's belt, it obviously beeped because the belt buckle's metal. And then Dwight, you know, probably thought, oh, well, this works, and the metal detector went across his belt, and then it beeped. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on his face was Excellent. priceless. <laughs> I mean, this machine clearly doesn't measure what it is proposing to measure, but these are all sort of theories and things that that came out that the government could measure homosexuality and um, create gay bombs and stuff like that. So maybe, like, maybe that, maybe Mr. <laughs> decided to um, read up on these conspiracy theories and, or he encountered them or whatever. And, and he said, oh, the government is, is all they about, mu they must be doing this. They can find gay people. So they must be putting it into the water. I yeah, mean, it's he a was stretch. very concerned. He was very concerned about the water. So it's a stretch, but I, yeah, I mean, we are polluting our water, so we are. But 
I, I but with actual pollutants, not with gay. I, I gay would be more breeding. concerned of about all the, the health consequences pollutant. that could come about. I think homosexuality would be on the positive end of outcomes of consuming contaminated water. Exactly. I think more people should consume the gay water. <laughs> Drink the water. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not condoning his behavior and his outburst, but there is a grain of truth that. The governments have tried to to find homosexuality, and if you believe that they can, then then maybe you think that you know you're trying to find a source, and you decide the water is the source because all those gay people they drink water. It's a correlation. It's a causation. I knew it. It's true. I knew it. <laughs> I've seen them drink water. It's true. Yeah, I mean, there is some truth to back in I don't know before the eighties where the army was actively looking for homosexuals in the army because they were considered a threat. And even in like spy agencies, they were considered not only a, a basically a threat because they could be blackmailed, but that was a really big issue uh, that they were trying to curb. Yeah. I think before we move on, we should preface that it's not true. The water is not turning people gay. It's okay. Drink the water, please. No factual basis to this. Yeah. You need water to survive. Please drink water. But you know what could be true? Did did they find hairy spider monkeys on Mars? No. In we Although went from no life on Mars, I think we may have found water on Mars, to all of a sudden there's living spider monkeys on Mars. I would have to say this. <laughs> there's an image on Snoke that just shows this weird rock formation that <laughs> I guess kind of look, looks like a spider monkey, but yeah. <laughs> Didn't we recently find... Um, crystallized water or something like that on oh, Mars. Yeah. 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 That was big news. Yeah. yeah. That's actual news. Real news. Yeah. Yeah, that. but no spider monkeys there. Nope. No spider monkeys, just plain old boring water. That oh, could okay. turn you gay. You never know about the Mars water. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about some more true ones or do you want to go through your your Snopes game again? Okay. What 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 else could be true? Well, things that things that we know that happened. So we know about the collusion with the Russian government last uh, U.S. election in 2016. But um, the orange man said it's not true. I thought the orange man said that if another government offered him information, he wouldn't say no, as if he didn't even see what could possibly be wrong with this scenario. He basically, in his mind, that is okay, even though. It, most other people's mind, I would say that's treason. Um, so another one. Um, um, did you hear about the heart attack gun that was developed in the 60s and 70s? Does it just work like an explosive, as in it hits you with a force or electric, your heart to explode? Yeah, so it was developed by the CIA. It's a small poison dart that was shot out that would cause a heart attack. So it was just more of a poison element. It could penetrate clothing and leave nothing behind except a tiny red dot on skin, disintegrating on impact. Sounds very James Bond. Right? I mean, there's a lot of, when you kind of look through the history of uh, the spy agency, I mean, there's that dart, but uh, the Russians have been very effective in using radioactive pellets. So Mm -hmm. uh, very recently, uh, I can't remember, maybe a few years ago, uh, someone was killed by a Russian yeah. Russian agent because they had a radioactive pellet on the tip of an umbrella, and they just got stuck with the uh, pellet, and they died of radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. I remember that story, and I believe Trump 
rushed to Russia's Russia's aid and being like, oh, they didn't do it. What are you talking about? Vlad told me they didn't do it. So Vlad's a good guy. He's a good guy. I believe him. He told me he didn't. I believe him. <laughs> okay, so another one. Uh, so the first lady who ran the country. So Woodrow Wilson, who was a U.S. president, he had a stroke. And then his wife decided to continue running the country, even though he was incapable. So she started signing all his paperwork and stuff like that. And eventually they found out, but it took them a while. Right. So so these people are not as in charge as you think. <laughs> um, also, government mind control. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, the CIA that tested LSD and other hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs on americans in a top secret experiment on behavior modification isn't that what created 11 in stranger thing the lsd testing and uh so super babies were born with the ability to control things with their minds pretty much oh well, i didn't know that <laughs> i watched the show and i didn't realize oh well uh but, but see like everything you've mentioned it just seems like it's plausible like there's there's an element of plausibility in there, which mm-hmm. makes... Oh, I believe that LSD testing may have very well happened, but the consequences of that testing, I think, are where the, the dots fail to connect. Yeah. The but, issue but... in this story is that they started dosing people without their knowledge. Mm-hmm. So imagine just going on an LSD trip and That's not believable you and <laughs> frightening <laughs> if that could happen. Yeah. yeah. But like everything you mentioned, it's plausible because either it's a proposal or someone thought about the idea, but you know, having these ideas or doing some testing because you thought it could accomplish xyz even though it didn't i mean it's plausible whereas like stuff like i don't know spider um, monkeys on mars spider monkeys on mars and chemtrails like none of that seems plausible your spider monkeys on mars reminds me of the stories in the newspaper that are like woman sees jesus in pancake <laughs> right or the the toast with the face of jesus on it you i remember those prove that that's not what she sees because she clearly sees it you can't that's what she sees but it's not reality even if it is reality if the resemblance is there it bears no significance is the thing mm. it's not a divine symbol the toast does not need to be worshipped at any point in its existence it just it's a happenstance that came to be you don't worship toast i love toast i will never be compelled to worship toast if it has avocado on it i'm worshiping it what about a grill mark with the face of the savior will that force you to worship it yes (laughs) (laughs) what else do you want to talk about i've exhausted my list well actually we could uh, do we even want to talk about more you just have a whole notebook here don't you it's gonna be a bunch of beeps I could just mention these other theories and then we don't have to say his name. I was looking forward to Kenny getting to talk about the gay frogs because he was so disappointed that that fell out of our climate change talk that it needed to happen today. Yeah, you love those gay frogs. I love them too. It is a great meme. I want to own a gay frog. I want a whole little aquarium of gay frogs. What this episode is going to be called now. I mean, we love them. So, yeah. Did you know that Hillary Clinton is an actual demon who smells of sulfur, hails from hell itself, and has personally murdered and chopped up little children? I thought she was part of the lizard people. I don't Maybe. I mean, maybe demons appear sense. as lizard people? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand their, the obsession with Hillary Clinton. Like, even Trump right now is going to rallies 
talking about how awful Hillary Clinton is, and she's not even running. She's out in the woods. She has not she's been. She's in the woods, walking. Just leave her alone. Yeah, she's going on those hikes. It must still be effective at rallying his base, even at this late stage. And and also, it was predicted that the elections were rigged before right. they were actually rigged. And Trump was saying, they're rigged, they're rigged. And then when they were rigged in his favor, he was like, whatever. <laughs> the the ineligible voters were, were swarming the polls with fake votes to oh, ensure right. that he yeah, didn't there win. Was that news report where yeah. like, thousands of supposed yeah illegal votes were happening if you're an illegal alien i highly doubt you would try to be in a public space where you could give your id to vote i mean that just seems very risky there have there have been a lot of conspiracy theories i feel like in the last couple years especially surrounding trump so how obama tapped his phone or something like that that obama was listening in on trump it, he's he's perpetrating all of these conspiracy theories, and then he's getting the, like the CIA and the FBI to investigate them, taking up valuable resources. I don't want to be depressing right now. I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm done with the orange man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, orange baby. Mm, mm-hmm. So, anyways, let's go for something fun. Yeah, Snopes. <laughs> Snopes, Snopes, Snopes. Was a man found alive after? Bear broke his spine and kept him as food. No. So the bear stored him for later? I guess so, yeah. No. I, I, I don't see that as being real. No, I'm going to go with Sherry and say false. I'm going to say false, too. You're not going to go against us and say true? It's been classified as miscaptioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's and another it, one of those photos yeah, that there's comes a, out. There's a photo of a bear. I'm like, okay, it's a photo of a bear. Anyone can take that photo. But those, I get those all the time on Facebook where you get a photo and it's been captioned as something and you're like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. So there's a cap, so there's a photo now of a, looks like either a lobster or a crayfish with a pen. Is this lobster really writing numbers with a pen? (laughs) I wish and hope more than anything that we have a literate crayfish. So (laughs) I'm going to say this is true. You're going to say it's true. <laughs> what would they write? I, I hope it's a genius, too. Is it true? I want it to be true. I want to believe. I want to believe. Oh, my God. I'm What's crying. your vote? I, it's obviously not true. I'm going to vote false. Mon, where's your sense of adventure? False. It is false. <laughs> but there was a horse that was, uh, you know, way back when that people believed could understand and respond to you and and make calculations but it was really in the behavior training that they did where they taught this horse to respond in a way that that they would understand so it's like getting monkeys to talk to you you're teaching the monkey how to respond to you sure do animals still have a certain degree of empathy though like can they key into your mood i'm I'm thinking of a dog right dog can sense when you're sad and they come and they they essentially try to cheer you up and be loving yeah, dogs can definitely sense, and but they've also been bred. To My do that. dog does not have that sense. No, no. Your dog will leave you in misery. Yes. <laughs> Are you gonna feed me? No, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So I don't, I don't believe that it's all dogs, but I believe they're trained to be that way. This is stealing some of the magic from my world. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Rory. 
But like I can I can see why people would be like there's a lobster that can write because there was a horse that could respond to you and there was monkeys that can sign language you and the picture is worth a thousand words of the, <laughs> the I writing see utensil. The picture. Can you make sure you oh, put no. it on our the, show all notes? of this will be in the show notes. Okay. Uh next. Did Sarah Palin say the US already attacked Iran back when it called itself Iraq? Yeah, oh, I God. believe that. I would believe that in an instant. I would believe it as well. Yes. But I've, I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, that woman. Oh, no, it's false. Did not, well, <laughs> she this, did not is, this is a good example of us. Mm. Our own biases got in the way of, you know, we were very, very eager, all three of us, to jump on that wagon and say, I believe she said that. That kind of crazy definitely came out of that crazy mouth. But in this case, it didn't turn out to be true. and. We only found that out because we pursued the Snopes fact check. But our biases are based on fact. Like she said some clearly not true things. Like, All of the like she can fact. see Russia from her, yeah. <laughs> from her house. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad we checked and got to the bottom of it because, yeah, we would, if we just stopped at that headline and not pursued it further to find the truth of the matter, then we would have been perpetuating false knowledge and making a claim that isn't true that's true See, i'm willing to admit that i was wrong in that but i still think she's stupid yeah. <laughs> you know it's pride month the question from snopes is is canada banning straight marriages during pride month and there's oh, a picture of so... there's a picture of uh Trudeau with the rainbow flag. I can totally see this on Facebook. So it's a moratorium on straight marriage. I can see this already on someone's Facebook page with Trudeau on it with the rainbow flag saying Canada's banning straight marriage. Sadly, I can as well. That's why we need straight pride. Or I could see that same photo with just a wide array of headlines that fit with whatever conservative propaganda is being promoted in that particular. So, shocker. It's false. Oh, I was going to say it's true. <laughs> oh darn. What a pleasant surprise that would have been. <laughs> okay, you want to hear my conspiracy? Absolutely. It, I mean, it, I obviously have been condoning the dark timeline and that is my conspiracy. So, I was on Instagram and I saw that CNN posted that uh NASA releases a new image of an impact crater on the surface of Mars. And that's what we were talking about with the uh, the crystallized water and stuff like that. But this this impact crater happened around the time starting between September 2016 and recent. But the election was October or November 2016. <laughs> so I think that is the start of our darkest timeline. I think that was the trigger. So in some other universe... There is no crater on Mars because they didn't get the darkest timeline. We did. The crater or whatever missed, the, I, don't, I don't know, the impact material missed Mars in the other timelines. I just looked it up on Snopes. That's false. <laughs> I was going to say, is this actually on there? Like, did I, no. did I come up with my own theory that I thought was that there was my someone theory, else but out someone there. else is believing the same? If somebody else believes the same thing, then it's probably true. But that's what I, that, is, that is something that people do, though. They, they come up with these theories on their own. They're like, I wonder if this is what happened. And then somebody else confirms it. So you have this confirmation bias, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. an absolute echo chamber of 
people mm-hmm. who happen to share your beliefs and they'll echo the crazy back at you and it starts to sound true. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else we want to do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's Have we gone a good enough time? It's been a pretty fun podcast. Yeah, I think, it's a fun topic. I, think I like have, the topic. I think we have enough. Otherwise, I'm just going to be reading Snopes on the air <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I've enjoyed this. Conspiracy theories are interesting. I mean, they're dangerous and they have that dark side. The fake news of them is dangerous, wasteful, so many bad things. But they're kind of fun sometimes. The harmless ones are fun. The lobster with the writing utensil, there's just good harmless fun. Nobody's yeah. getting hurt and it, it seems ridiculous and we're all incredulous about it. And I, we all hope it's true in the back of our minds. Yeah. And there was there have been some really fun ones in the past that have immediately been disproven. But the one where the, the kids took pictures of fairies in the trees and mm-hmm. said that they were real fairies and people believed they were real fairies. Something that infuses a bit of magic back into yeah. the world isn't really that. Yeah, that one's not harmful. There was also, do you, do you remember hearing about the uh, radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds and people believed they were actually oh, aliens no. invading and that, that scared it scared a lot of people. It did. It's interesting to think about those like that, but it does bring in that magic into the world. Did we want to talk about the rule of the world? Yeah, I don't know enough about it other than it was broadcast on the air. People believed it and freaked out. And they didn't tune into the part where like it was not true. They kind of tuned into the after hearing that it wasn't yeah. true. But it was a different format. I think that was why it was novel at that time, because people typically, uh, they if there was a story or a novel, they would just read it on the air. But this was like a reenactment. They, mm-hmm. It wasn't just a reading of some fiction. It was actually a reenactment of that fiction about um, a reporter seeing what was happening. And that really kind of <laughs> freaked people out because they thought it was real. Mm-hmm. But does like the like it, it sounds like a temporary mass hysteria. Is it really a conspiracy though? It's not, and that's kind of why, like I say, I enjoy the things that bring the magic into the world a little bit. Not these dark conspiracies, but the the better ones where maybe the government is is hiding these gay gay frogs, and and people are becoming gay from the water, and life is better with gay people. So that's a little bit magical to me. It would become more fabulous. It would be more fabulous. Okay. Well, I I think the key takeaway is you're allowed to be skeptical. You have to be open-minded. You have to listen to the facts. You have to admit when you're wrong and use Snopes. So that is a lesson for this podcast. So thanks, everyone. We're heading into the summer months. We don't have any lectures, uh, but we will come out with a couple podcasts like we did last year and and talk about some different things. See you later. See you later. So who knows? Maybe that lobster with a pen is one in a bajillion. There's something going on. It it knows what these scratches mean. Yeah. It has glasses. (laughs) This is what I'm picturing.